Hello guys, just a couple of news. The Double Espresso show was known as Only Sex is Better up until March 2017. That means until episode 4. We have then rebranded, uh, but that's the reason why you'll hear the name Only Sex is Better a lot in this episode. From episode 5 onwards, we've been the Double Espresso show, and I hope this won't bother you too much. I know we're happy with it. Without further ado, please enjoy the show, previously known as Only Sex is Better, and now the one and only, The Double Espresso Show. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the to-go audiobook app from Amazon. Go to audibletrial.com slash onlysexisbetter and get a free book and a free 30-day trial. That's right, it'll cost you nothing to subscribe, and you'll be giving your love and support to these two handsome Italians. Audibletrial.com slash only sex is better. And now, enjoy today's episode. Woo! <laughs> Perfect. That's really good. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, for another episode of uh, Only Sex is Better. Ciao, Simone. Ciao Claudio, ciao, how are you doing? I'm very good, very good. Up here in New York, in my new apartment, I like it. But first of all, we have to thank our listeners. This is getting crazy. I it's mean, amazing. we got so, so much feedback. Most of it privately, you still have to... Always private. Yeah, yeah, they, get, they need some training. But we like it on the Facebook page, so we get more engagement, more people will be involved. And uh, yeah, but anyway, so the feedback was so good that actually... Today's episode is inspired by one of the feedbacks. So Kalle, a colleague of mine, told us, why don't you share the three books that changed your life? And uh, so I'm, yeah. very, I'm very curious to listen like uh, Simona's book because I don't know them yet. And uh, I don't know yours either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's going to be quite exciting. But before that, we have two new microphones for this episode. Right, Simone? Yes, yes, we bought this uh, amazing, what is it called? Samson? Meteorite. Microphone? Sa- some, Meteorite yeah. microphone. Samsonite is and, the, uh, the luggage. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, we're both recording with our own. So then later on, we try to put together the the audios and see if we can make a perfect studio as we would basically be in the same room. Yes, let's see if we can connect Finland and New York, Helsinki and New York in the same place. But yeah, so because of all these expenses, as you have probably already, you know, from the intro. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash only sex is better. So you get a lot of free stuff. So you get free, one free book, right? That was the yes. And then you uh, basically, if you join and then you don't have to subscribe after one month, if you don't like it, you can, you can quit it. Uh, but still, we will get $10 or euro or something in between to basically pay all these beautiful microphones and uh, professional and hosting and everything. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They try. And what is what is Audible? Audible is uh, is owned by Amazon and it's this uh, place where you can basically uh, a collection of audiobooks and podcasts and uh uh, lots of uh, so if you like to read but you don't have time to read no excuses because now you can listen to your books yes and yes there you go <laughs> That's but, I, I would buy it but after this boring commercial yes no no but I, the thing is that they get it for free and we get ten dollars so we can really pay for all this stuff so 
and keep on doing this episode. Do, but yeah. Do that. But before we dive in into today's episode, the three books that change our life, I want to know, Simone, what's going on in your home in Casa Simone? Uh, what's going on? It's going on that I have applied again to the half marathon as every yes. year I'm doing it since three years. And it's on the 13th of May. And uh, well, you know, as usual, I was like, yes, this year I'm going to do it like very calmly. I go there. I just enjoy because I enjoyed a lot. There's a lot of people. And then I started to train and then I started to train. And now I'm like, you know what? Maybe just maybe I could do a better time than last year. So what, what like, do you have to beat? What's the time you have to beat? I'm one, last year it was one hour 40, which was about, was it four uh, minute 44 per kilometer? So I would like to go down to 435, which is very low uh, for me at least. So you're trying to beat my time. <laughs> oh, what, how, what, what, was, what was your best? 136. 136. Okay, yes. Um, so the objective of this year <laughs> is 135. I guess that's the objective. And I think because I'm, yeah. I'm older, I might have done that record when I was your age. So you can yeah, do it. So I have to. Fuck, I didn't know that. Fuck, I need to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, that's my objective. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm training like I'm running like two or three times a week. And to do that, I tried to wake up early in the morning. And that was the thing I said last time that, yes, I'm going to wake up every day at 5.30. And it it never really happened. Like, I woke up like two times, I think, in two weeks. Yeah, I saw I, you sometimes just... in my New York time. Like, either you were like already awake, like quite early. But then I didn't try. Yeah, like 5.50, 5.50. Like 5.30, I, I somehow I can't do it. It's uh, it's it's way too early. Like, uh, because, because I go to sleep way too late. So that's the thing. So I need to go. I need to shift half an hour. Yeah, yeah. we're recording this. What's your time there? It's like 9 p.m. So 9 p.m. right now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So in two hours, I should go to sleep. Yeah. So, and how about you, Claudia? How are you doing? Very good, very good. Lots of traveling here in the US. So I'm based in New York, but I've, I was in Palm Springs that I didn't even know it existed a few weeks ago, but now I've been there and uh, very warm. It was like summer. So you don't, after living in Finland, you can't believe that in March it can be already summer. But apparently in some places yeah, I couldn't, it is. I couldn't believe from from your pictures that like, there, are there actually places in the world where you can go to the beach, oh, like, you know, in March? And they have flamingos. So that was, uh, that wow. was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I'm already basically packing because Thursday I'm going to go to Austin to South by Southwest. That apparently is the coolest conference oh, ever. Ah, that's cool. And, uh, and then I have Las Vegas then yeah. the week after that. But yeah, so uh, tr lots of traveling. But I think the coolest thing that happened to my life, I told you last episode that I bought this Anova, the sous vide to cook my meat. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I was already telling everybody to buy it. I didn't even try it. But now I tried <laughs> it. And it's the best steak I've ever made. I mean, it's just wow, wow, wow. So basically you put... How much is two pounds? Now I need to ask Siri, like how much is two pounds? But it was a big piece of meat. You boil it, uh, well, not even boil it. It's like 50 degrees uh, Celsius. So it's there for an hour. And after that, you're just good to fry for a minute. So just 
perfect meat ever. But I guess we will talk more about cooking in a future episode. Yeah, for sure. So two pounds is 900 grams, 907 grams. Oh my God, that was, a, that was a, a, bit, uh, yeah, yeah. a dinosaurs. Yeah. And uh, so, but basically you put the meat in a plastic bag and you let it boil in water. Basically. Well, not boiling. So Again, it's 50 degrees, so you can put your hand in the water. It doesn't really, okay. it's not, it's okay. not, it's warm, not hot. Okay. So it, Interesting. It, it's like the oven. I mean, if you cook very low temperature in the oven, very similar. But at the end... Yeah, that's it, how I do my... Meat, exactly. Yeah. So it makes it very tender, also inside. And then you finish on the pan, like one minute, another Interesting, minute. Because when you put it in the oven, you actually start from the pan. Yeah, so you there's know, two ways. You yeah. can do it both ways, also with the sous vide. Oh, you okay. could actually also stir fry before. So I need to... Um, uh, I'll try both ways. So let's see which one. I'm actually, I'm actually very listening to you. Like now we are talking about food, which is fine, but um, let's change the I episode. Let's you. talk about food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kalle, for the the tea. But no, no thanks. <laughs> the no, because I'm doing. I I checked sexy time steak, and it was actually amazing. So I I followed everything starting 24 hours before putting it in the fridge and putting it in the freezer for 30 minutes, like all kind of things you have to do. And it was the best meat I've ever had. Now you're telling me there's an even better way. So yeah, I have done that way. It was good also. I think uh, both are on the top, but this, I think the sous vide is on my new top. It's just so easy. Nothing to clean. Very, 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 very practical. But anyway, time to dive into the today's topic. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So, or... Should we actually start with the books we're reading right now? Oh, should we finish with that? Let's finish with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> because I have, a, I, have a, I have a surprise for that. So I want to finish with that. Okay. So I'll tell you, should I start? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's, let's check what we have here. Yes, it's, it's you first. So, so what was the first? So we're going to talk about the three books that changed our lives. And that's because, wait a second, the thing is that we read a lot or I, or a lot or let's say more than average and so we we get a lot of you know we advise people what to read we we get advices from people on what to read next and there are certain books that have changed our life a little bit like or maybe have changed our habits have changed who we are or how we behave and uh, we're gonna get a bit personal at least for mine uh, one is very personal and uh, or you know yeah and um, yeah, so let's start with yours. No, I'm, I'm, I'm also going to go personal, but I want to start. So I had a lot of books I wanted to talk about. So one was Siddhartha by Herman S. And I think it changed my life, but I'm too old now to remember why it changed my mm. life. Uh, but it's definitely, a, I will suggest for people to read it. And then all the paleo book, the money book. So there's a lot of books that uh, I think that they had an impact on me. But I wanted to start. So my book number one is going to be Influenced by Robert Cialdini, and the way right. it, why this is uh, at such a major impact is because well we're influenced every day. You know, every time you make a decision, there was some commercial, there was somebody telling you something. You know, read this book. Why we read? Why I listen to you when you suggest me a book? Why I don't? So and why we buy certain things? And the book tells that there's six reasons why we get influenced. And it's not just about uh, buying. It's also about, you know, uh, your mother telling you something when you're young. 
you know, why would you clean your room when your mom tells you? So, and mm-hmm. there's six elements that control uh, influence. So one is reciprocation. And it's ve- this is very cool. So when you receive something for free, you feel like you want to reciprocate. So you want to give something back. You want to give something back, even if you didn't even want the free things in the beginning. So mm-hmm. if you go to a supermarket, well, they offer you things for free. So a lot of... Uh, 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 that's a trick in marketing, you know, a free trial. So, for yeah. example, the Audible free trial. So, it's free for real. Sla- so. Audible trial slash only sex, only sex is, is better. Exactly. So, that's free. There's no, like, downside that I can think of. It's free. But then you will yeah. feel like you want to give, okay, I got this for free. Now, I need to give them back. So, that's why then you will eventually pay for this. So what I do online, for example, when I join this uh, free trial, I immediately unsubscribe the day I join so that I know that after 30 days, I will have to reconfirm the subscription, not let it go. And uh, so that's the tricky one. Interesting. And um, yeah. And uh, so this is very cool. And they made a study that um, uh what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody will offer you a drink that you never ask for. And later on, they will ask you to buy tickets for some kind of bingo lottery or things. And people were more inclined to buy the tickets. Well, if- I mean, it's, isn't that the whole point when you are out and, you know, or men usually buy drinks to women so that they hope that there is this reciprocal, reciprocation element yeah right? in that case it's a huge mistake it never happens you never yes. <laughs> you never get reciprocated for free drinks you normally end buy more drinks but that's a longer story but the second point so reciprocation then there's social proof so social proof is we uh we don't know uh we're all we are very confused we don't know what to choose so we always look at what other people have done before so uh, that's why testimonials they work so much so, uh, you know, 25 million people bought this before you. And I, oh, mm. this must yes. be cool. And uh, yeah. and the study they made is that if you go to a hotel and they tell you if you don't use your towel, if you reuse your towel, you can save the environment and this and that. It doesn't yes. matter. People want to believe that everybody in this hotel before you, they reused the towel. And now people reuse it again. So social proof. Yeah. Then there is commitment and consistency, the third point. So it means that if you make a small agreement of doing something, let's say if I ask you like, Simone, will you wake up tomorrow at 5.30? And you say yes, this will make it much more probable for you to wake up tomorrow at 5.30. And uh, yeah. if, if you ask people like, are you going to vote tomorrow? If they say yes, they will go to vote much more than if you didn't never ask them. So that's pretty cool. So that's that's the commitment makes it... True. Yeah, if you commit, yeah. you want to be consistent with what you said to people. You want to be consistent yeah. with the idea that you give to the world. So that's very cool. And obviously, you can influence people this way. So we don't realize, but there's a lot of small yes that we say that brings us to say bigger yes and maybe spending money. So that's a, uh, and in the book, it's cool because they tell you how to defend yourself when somebody is trying to influence you with uh this uh, specific point but then there's the liking obviously we tend to do business or to like people that they're more similar to us and one of the study was that if somebody makes you a uh, let's say they send you a letter to buy something and their name is 
Simone or Michael Bocchetti, you will like them more just because they have your name. And, of course. and you will tend to buy more. <laughs> so obviously there is a way to influence. And the same is for, you know, if you like jazz music, if you like a specific. So what they say is that if you want to do business with people, you need to know what they like. That's isn't that isn't that the whole point of uh, having a message which is targeted for the right audience? Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. If we're talking advertising, sorry, my, my head is always... No, advertising, it's all yeah. about that. So to find what, what you will think that resume of who you are and then, then you... Exactly. Okay, they, they understand me. And the, the... What was the number now? One, two, three, four, five. Fifth is authority. And this is crazy because we, believe it or not, we're influenced by people's clothes, uh, if we believe they're expert or not, if they have a big car. So if you, uh, I don't know, if you cut on the street with a more expensive car, people will not be more offended than if you do it with a smaller car. So just a smaller thing, but we get, we believe authority. And I think the craziest study was done by Stanley uh, Milgram. So it's the famous or infamous, uh, they were somebody with a, coat with a lab coat the white coat like the doctor coat mm -hmm. were, yeah. was was telling you to you know you need to ask some question if they if the answer wrong you need to give them an electroshock and on the other side you had an actor and they were in pain but people didn't care they were just giving the electroshock because just somebody with a coat with a, <laughs> you know somebody looking like a doctor was oh telling God. them what to do so, and this is crazy. We, you know, if we see like somebody dressed like a doctor, that's why when they have the advertise of uh, toothpaste, they have the doctor uh, that says somebody. Yes, yes it uh, it's yeah, always yeah, a doctor, yeah. but they're all actor. Yeah, There's no, but none of them is a doctor. Like, and the last one. And and the last point is scarcity. So, the less there is of something, the more you want to have it. So, if you can have it, you want it. That's that's the whole point. Of course, that's the and, uh, that's so, in, uh, in Booking.com that says two two rooms left, only one room left. <laughs> two rooms left, exactly, exactly. So you see, when you read this book, you know that they're just trying you to, they're pushing you. So what I did after reading this book, and this is a short story, and then I'm done with the book number one. But I left my wallet at home, so I had no money with me. Okay, I couldn't buy anything. And then I went to a supermarket in Helsinki and I went to the guy that they sell the soap on the, you know, that they stop you like, do you have a minute? I want to sell you this. Well, they don't tell you they want to sell. So, and I was listening and I could feel every single phrase they said. It was just based, they were trying to influence me based on social proof, authority, scarcity, and uh, uh, only for today, I can give you two at the price of one, this kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they washed my hands before. So now it was re social proof, reciprocation. I was like, okay, that's number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And so, uh, so, yeah. so if I can ask you, so we're talking about influence from Cialdini. And uh, so yes. it changed your life in a way that now you pay more attention to all of these. I pay more attention to all of this, but I also, especially in business, I know why people make certain decisions. They think they do it rationally, but they don't. There's many, many reasons why they do it. And you can always influence uh, how people they're going to decide, are they going to buy your product or not? So it's, and again, it's, it's not manipulation. You can bring it to the manipulation level. That's the evil side of that. We're trying not to do it, but uh, influence is really cool when you see people that you can uh, kind of change the way they think and how they make decisions that's it's, it's very powerful cool.
That's really cool. And that's that's my book number one. What's your book number? Nice, one? nice. Um, uh, for my book number one, uh, I need to give a bit of context. So it was about two thousand eight. And uh, I came to Finland basically following love, following this uh, this girl, and then I broke up with her, and I was homeless. I started to look for a for a home, and I couldn't find any that I could afford, and I was wondering should I go back to Italy, should I not? And then uh, and then this guy called Claudio was like, well, if you <laughs> if you want, you can actually stay at my place, and I was like, you have only one bed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we... I remember that our romance, <laughs> our romance with only one bed, and uh, well, I I moved in with you, and uh, and there I started to change, and uh, and I started to, like you know look like we started to talk with each other, and we started to look inside of ourselves and saying, like so maybe you know maybe it's not her fault, maybe it's your fault. And there was this book you were reading or you were just finished and you were like, you should read this book. It sort of changed the way I, I, I behave with women. And it was The Way of the Superior Man by David Deida. Nice. Yeah. And now there is so much in this book that maybe one day we could actually do an episode about just this book. And uh, I've read a lot about the criticism. It's very black and white. It's uh, Some people say it's a bit... Um, mm, chauvinist a bit masochist what not masochist sorry <laughs> like um misogynist. misogynist thank you and uh, Maybe. I don't yes know. yes it was oh it is because i'm actually rereading it right now because it's one of those books you should reread every two three years but the thing is if you're smart enough you can uh, you can filter those more misogynist absolutely thing yeah. and then you take you extrapolate the, the thing that you want and i have to say it really changed my life and the way i behave with women because i found out reading it that i mean the biggest thing i can say there's a there's a lot of things but the biggest thing is that there is a masculine core and a feminine core in every couple if you don't know exactly which one you are and which one is she you're basically friends rubbing each other's genitals you're not intimate partners to have amazing love and everything else yeah, like to have attraction, you need the opposite exactly. poles like and that, to, to really have the strong attraction. And masculine core has certain characteristics that feminine doesn't have. So, for example, just I, I have so many in my head right now, but let's say just, just one. When I was with the ex, she booked a holiday without telling me anything for us. And I, were, and I went insane because I'm a masculine core. I need to be the one taking care of the family, you know, or like, or, or like I need to feel that I'm the one organizing, I'm the one that takes the last decision sort of for, for the family, for the benefits of the family. And it's, and it's not bad. It's just the way I am. And then, for example, now with my wife, she's one. Of yeah. And it's not about taking care of the family. I'm sure. I mean, again, you, you, I know you and Emilia, you live in quite a balanced, Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she, couple, she but, more than but, I do. But you really <laughs> like to, to have everything super organized. Exactly, and, exactly. and I think, even when I was living with you, I really liked that you had always everything organized, even with the podcast, actually. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm, so, I'm and good. that's, and I, that's I, where I am. And then, for example, with Emilia, once we went on holiday, she was like, hey, let's, let's be that, like, you don't tell me anything and it's all a surprise. And it's my dream, you know, and it's her dream. And it's awesome because that's what you need to find. And that's just one example out of a million. And, and, and then there's a lot of these things like that, you know, women test you all the time and or women the, the feminine core tests you all the time and for example you can come home and say i just sold 
two million of stuff and then she's like did did yeah. you did you pick up the milk and it's like do you listen to me <laughs> and you know and those are just tests they that uh, it's, it's just funny like like uh it's just things that it really changed the way that uh, that uh, i approached my relationship because i really understood what i should find into a woman and then when i found it i married her so that's pretty much Nice. Uh, and I think most of the criticism uh, depends how you interpret the book, you know, because uh, obviously it's not about men versus women. First of all, it's like about masculine exactly. core and feminine exactly. core. There's both in, in, in uh, both uh, sex. But I think what it's interesting is not that who is masculine tells in the couple, you know, today we're going to do this. No, no, this, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like it's like it's like. Um... The, you know, it's like that that's the thing that then you know like uh, I'm, I'm i'm afraid to make it too simple because we calculated we only have about six minutes per book <laughs> so to make it too simple but uh but it's, it's it's for example like in the evening when she might ask or the mass the feminine core it could be a guy as well that's not a problem but he might ask you know what do we do tonight and then you know the other one should say something at least when you say every time oh i don't know whatever that makes that weakens you at the eyes of the feminine core. So the feminine core is the one that does sort of not like that sort of answer, and uh, and that's where then many men fail in the sense that then they don't know. And often I don't know, but then I'm just saying something. It's better than saying nothing. And then when you say something, the other one usually also knows what she actually really wants, and then it's fine, fine by me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I can, you know, then I don't so... care. I really like when it was, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, her birthday and the guy was like, uh, we can do anything you want. That is the worst thing it's the ever. Worst thing like, you can uh, say. So, I, okay, I can tell you this last story. So I was uh, after, so after reading the book, I was dating this girl. We go to her, to her city. It was Anna, not, not my wife. Not well. And uh, we go to her city. So I've never been to her city. And we get there, we go out the car and she asks me, what do I want to do? Like where where do where do I wanna go? And I had I've never, never been, been there. It was her where she grew up. And then you know what? I was like, uh, let's go to that park over there. And she was like, Yeah, I've actually never been there. Let's go there. And I was thinking, it's insane. Like we are doing it, but you know, and then we went then to her place. But she needed as the first step to do sort of to be taken by the hand and sort of do something that I said we would do, which you know. It would have been insane before reading this book and now it's it's just yeah. normal it's just normal because i think it boils down to the point that some people they really uh, they, they don't want to take the responsibility also because you might not uh you know like what it was exactly. chosen so if you say let's go to that park and maybe the park is crap then you know exactly but you don't care i, don't care. I mean yeah, you, yeah. you you can make another choice the masculine so core prefers to fail than to you know than to be a uh with they say yeah Absolutely. And there's uh, going to be a lot of uh, failing coming soon. So is it, is it my book? Is it time over? Is it my book? Yes. Now it's your book number two. <laughs> book number two that I read uh, a few months after joining uh, my current company, Smartly. Uh, it's Self-Compassion by Kristin Neff, uh, spelled N-I-F-F, -F, mm -hmm. Kristin Neff. And why this book is so good? Because, well, uh, for a while I thought that self-esteem was all that matters. That you really, uh, you're cool if you believe you're cool. That, and it, it, I think it's good. You need to push yourself to believe something you're not. We all need to feel that we can achieve 
things. Otherwise, we will just be doing nothing and lay in bed and sleep. So it's good to have dreams. But at some point, you will face that reality as a different plan. You know, that you're not as good as a, uh, I don't know, a painter yeah. as you thought. Yeah. You're not as good as a dancer as you thought. And, 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 and then, again, you can still perceive and work hard on it. But at some point, you will have to make choices and, and realize that this was not meant for me. Mm. So, And that's when self-compassion is very important because we're always kind of criticizing ourselves. But we tend to... Uh, I think one of the quotes that I really like was that pain is inevitable, but suffering is unnecessary. Mm. So we tend to keep relieving the pain and criticizing ourselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And and, and this is part of uh, the culture that says that we all need to be special. You know, if you're all special, now nobody is. Yeah. So it, it's a kind of to, to, to just make peace with the fact that as human being, we are imperfect. We're not, we cannot be perfect. There's some stuff we will do it wrong. We're just wrong by nature that's what it is and we need to accept that nobody's perfect but is it a and but it, do you get though then uh, when you accept it too much do you get that that like then you don't care then you can do all kind of mistakes no what do you mean i mean that like you know then uh, then you know when when failure is uh, completely acceptable which i believe that failure should be acceptable and you should learn always when you do mistakes but then is there a risk i'm just trying to hear to to try to <laughs> understand no, what, think, what the book well, says but like is there then the risk that like then you don't put your best effort to be perfect you know th that's gonna be then my next book ah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah but don't worry don't worry no i think here no it's all about like living uh, you always want to become better of course but you need to when there are this moment in life with things that don't go the way you planned yeah. and that's when self-esteem won't help you because in that moment you're not cool no, your and that's when you need to yeah. that's when you need to embrace yourself and just understand that this is normal we're, we're imperfect we make mistakes we make wrong decisions but also that everybody's living in the same condition so that you know it's just everybody's feeling pain i think tony robbins was uh, the one that said that when you focus on i i i me 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 that's when you think you're unique in your pain but it's just we we all feel pain we all make mistakes and and uh, and uh, we all have difficult times it's so just very definitely... hard like like when you fail you feel so even at work you know you, you have some now you have some bad days that, and then people are like ah it's okay it's okay but inside you feel so shitty you feel so bad no definitely and it was good for me actually to read it because you know we both work in a very high achieving environment uh, a lot of competition a lot of smart people we work with the smartest people like that you can dream of and uh, so sometimes you just feel that you are imperfect what am i doing but, here yeah but if you think everybody in the company together is definitely better than you but if you compare with the single people in your company you are as good or as bad as everybody i mean they're all good and bad at something so this was very good yeah, and very the, good. the 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 third point was about mindfulness so that whatever happens to you, so things are not the way they are, they are the way you are. So if something happened to you, let's say 
somebody, you don't get a promotion that you were expecting. And now you can say, oh my God, I'm so bad and this and that and this. But some other person next to you, they might also have not got a promotion. It's like, oh, you know what, but probably I'm going to get next month. I know I haven't worked hard this month. And so the same thing could happen to two people and the reaction could be completely different. So we really need to be careful to see the event as they are in real, not just as we perceive them and the story we're telling us, because it's very easy to be a victim and, and just because uh, I think what it was very cool and I'll close uh, with this book is that when we criticize ourselves, and let me find the quote because I actually I think I posted like somewhere. Well, anyway, so when we criticize ourselves, what we do, we do it. So let's say, oh, no, I'm not good enough. I'm not I'm not a good dancer. So you go to the dance floor and you tell to the girl that you want to dance like, oh, you know, but I, I don't know how to dance. I'm not very good at dancing. So why we say this, we say it first so that we imply that, you know what, I know I'm not good enough. I'm smarter than you anyway, because I don't have to wait you to tell me that I'm not a good dancer. I already know that. But I see it more as a way to completely lower their expectation. So this is like... Exactly. But also, also, but there is a super point of like, you know, I'm still superior because at the end there is a superior complex behind the self-criticism. And when you read the book, it goes like, oh my God, wow, interesting. Yeah. And uh, so there, it really you know, like, it made me it made me think a lot about the fact that like in a, in a lot of uh, books that I'm reading, uh, people are always I don't know if you ever feel that way, but at least we in advertising because advertising is interesting because like if you're a mechanic engineer, you study about a, a motor, for example, then when the motor works, you know, you know that it works because of what you've studied. But basically, something like advertising, it's difficult because you cannot you, you can study a bit about marketing, but then the rest is a lot about creativity. So it's a lot about yourself and what you come up with. And so and, you know, and, and you never know, even when you publish something, you think it's the best thing in the world. If no one cares for it, then it really wasn't. And then you feel like a fraud a little bit like, like OK, then I have no idea. And then this makes me a bit think that, well, I should read this because I think we have a lot in our industry, at least, that people are like, you know, that they feel a bit like, what am I doing here? But then when I talk to people, you know, and people are like, oh, it's so cool to work with you. And I'm thinking like, really? Like working with me? Like, I, I don't know anything. But I guess that's what you say. It's what everyone thinks, you know? No, it's uh, and that's why it's important in a company to share, to really talk about it, to praise people publicly, because that, that's very important. But this book, it's really it's a life changer. I've uh, I've uh, uh, told many people to read it and whoever read it, just they liked it. So and, it's my number two life was, changer. Can you repeat? So that... Self-Compassion by Kristin Neff. Nice. OK, I'm adding it to the list <laughs> of books to read. <clears throat> So my Simona's book number two. Yes. So I am hosting with you this podcast in English. And if we go back to 2006, I couldn't speak a word in English. So not even a word. And I spoke German very well. And um, I moved to Finland that I was speaking German uh, with this uh, girl and she was answering to me in English, which is pretty interesting. But uh, we yeah. both could sort of understand each other. I guess talking wasn't the main thing at that point. And, um, but I, I sort of thought that... What was the main I, thing at that point? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
depending on what time you're listening this podcast, we might see, or might I, not be able for to me, tell. For me, it's 10 p.m. So for me, I'm already in that in that feeling right now. So anyway, um, yeah. So I wanted to learn English, and I, I've studied it in the, in the university and the school. But you know, when you study in Italy, is always everything is relative. <laughs> like I've studied French as well, but I've never had a conversation in French. And uh, so I was like, okay, I need to learn English. So I picked the book that I thought would be the easiest, but maybe a little bit interesting, which was Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling and book number one. And what I did was, damn, if you would have seen that paper back that I had, I had translated, I think every third word, there was the translation written on it. And I did the whole book. Nice. It took months to read. And then I was like, well, I sort of had this book now, so let's go to number two and then let's go to number three. And at the same time, of course, I was watching, not of course, but that's what I was doing, was I was uh, watching movies in English with English subtitles. I was trying to read as much as possible. Internet sort of just arrived uh, in my life, at least. So I was studying. We're that old. Yes, yes. And then I was starting to, to read a lot. Uh, 2005, come on. And... Uh, and uh, so I, I you know what, what it did, why it changed my life, not only taught me sort of English or started to teach me English, but I fell in love with reading. So and since then, since then I read more than 300 books and like I, I didn't nice. read before. Like, uh, like before I was just, you know, stay with my friends and talk and play video games, but I would not read books. And, uh, and so I think that's why it changed my life. And it's the only book that I reread actually last year. So I reread the whole seventh book. And I have to say that after 10 years, when you reread it, it's actually written very well. After the fourth book, I have to say, okay, I have to say the last okay. three books are amazing. They are really good. And uh, I could... So let's say if somebody already knows English, should they read it anyway? Or is it, yes, is it worth the first, it reading? Yes, or... <laughs> the, first, the first is very easy. It's for kids. But then it grows together with the readers because, you know, the first it was for like a 14 year old. But then after oh, you know, okay. when the last came out, there were like 25, the same people who read the first one. So then it was for, for normal, you know, for normal people. Nice, nice. Because I haven't read it. So I'm, um, I'm curious. Yeah, it's, a, it's, I've, se I've seen the movies. It's written, nah, not, nothing to do with the books. It's, I think it's written very well. Like it, uh, like the seventh, sixth and seventh reminded me to, to some of the best King fiction. And by the way, I just want to apologize to Stephen King here. I haven't chosen any of his books, even if I love him so much, but none of his books have changed my life, so per se. So just just want to say, if you like fiction, Stephen King is whew, the best. Yes, and I will mention him because that's the book I'm reading at the oh, moment. Oh, nice. So that's, so that's uh, at the end, yes. Uh, yes, so he will be in this episode. Nice. Yes. Book number three. Book So my book number three is Mindset, the new psychology of success by Carol S. Dweck, if this is how it's pronounced, D-W-E-C-K. Why this was so important? Well, this was so important because, uh, and actually I found this book through a paleo guy that I didn't put in this list, but I have to mention. But anyway, so why this is so important? The book says that there's two different mindsets and uh, meaning that you can either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset so what does this mean so if you're a fixed mindset you believe that your quality your skills they are just what they are you have these skills that's you that's it you can't change that you have this many talents and that's it 
if you have a growth mindset, well, you believe you have some basic qualities, but you can also cultivate and with efforts, you can actually expand, improve and become better. So this is very interesting because I think for a long time of my life, I had a fixed mindset because my family, you know, they love me, my mom, my grandmother, but they would tell me, you know what, you are really talented at this. You are really good at school. You're really an expert. You're like born for doing math. So what this does to you, it's that as soon as you hit the wall, because, you know, eventually you will do a math exam that you fail, you will think like, hmm, maybe I wasn't so talented at this. Maybe this is not my thing. Mm -hmm. Let me move to the next thing I'm talented in that could be whatever. So while a growth mindset would think like, you know what, I actually didn't study enough for this exam. And if I study more, I will do it. So if if you go home and you say, mom, I got the best grade ever, that could be 10. If you're in Italy, it could be A if you are in the US or Finland. So if you got the best grade, your mother or father shouldn't tell you like, wow, you're really talented at whatever is the subject. They should tell you like, wow, you've really worked hard for this. Yeah. But is so, it is it uh, in uh, inside like like uh, is it the parents? Sorry, because I'm thinking about my kids. But is it the parents who have a big role in it, or is it that people have it sort of inside? Like you are that kind of person. It's the parents. It's the parents. So if you were criticized when you made mistakes, instead of like being kind of praised for exploring, you know, for trying things then you're so scared about making mistakes. They always play safe. Interesting. And they, there's a couple of examples in the book. So how uh, people that have a, actually have a fixed mindset, they will tend to cheat on exams because for them, it's all about having the top grade. Doesn't uh, matter what, they need to prove that. And if you're a growth mindset, you want to see actually where you yeah. are. You want to get the feedback because you want to learn. Interesting. So. It's it's crazy you know, good. It just, so, it just, it just came, whole, no, I, I asked you about that because um, we put these uh, rings, these like gymnastic rings in the house. Yes. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, like if you do some sort of um, exercises, you might actually hurt yourself pretty, pretty badly if you don't know how to do them. Yeah. And they are, if you do the wrong you do way. Them yeah. wrong way. So I, we put them in, uh, in my daughter's room and she's three and a half. And uh, she tried to do, how do you call the, uh, the, the dead, dead, dead uh, uh, speed. Dead I, speed? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 360, 360 basically. Whatever. Yes. And, uh, and please, listeners, tell us how do you call yes. that? Yes. So, and uh, she did it the first time. She hit her jaw so badly, like she fell down and it was really bad. You know, and as a parent, I wanted her to succeed because it was also, it was my idea for her to try. Uh, but I, I, I felt too scared. I was like, no, 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 like, you know, stop it there. She was like, no. I want to do it. I want to really do it. I was like, ah, are you sure? Because it sort of hurt. And she said, no, I'm going to do it. And she did it again. And she failed again so badly. Like I, and I was just like, oh my God, just, just stop. But I wanted her to continue. I didn't say it, but then she did it again until she continued. She managed and, you know, and now she just does it. Nice. With no problem. So that's why I asked you, because in that case, I was a bad parent because I sort of stopped her. But she herself. Well, there was some physical, physical pain. So you maybe under, but I'm sure you made her believe that, you know, she that could she do can it. achieve things if she works hard. Thank so you. that's, a, I think it's very important to always, especially with kids, to always praise them for, you know, you really worked hard on this because 
talents at the end it doesn't matter so if you become good at something it's because you have spent more than several hours yeah. like ten thousand hours now it's the mark but it could be much more but that's how you become good at something not just by being born and talented at and this. google says so, that uh, that to do the 360 is called loop the loop and i guess you we just so, accepted yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's it so yeah. this book was very interesting. very interesting to tell me about some limitation i had still for from my whatever i believed from school from uh, my parents and so on and uh, and then i well i just decided that you know i wanted to focus more on the growth uh, side of the mindset and, and and now every time i do something i don't want to believe that i'm talented i want to believe that i want to because i've trained and if i train more i become better i think so that's the i think that's the thing that you've had it now for a while i mean when we were living together you were interesting in uh, in some let's say for example when once you had the paleo moment right or like that you read so many books about it that you don't just read you know one small one and then you're you're like yeah okay i know it no 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 you want to read you know almost everything you can you put your hands on and now that you're in sales you've read so many sales books that i know you have so that that really shows how how you you are in the growth no i definitely like to learn but if i think you know i was uh, uh, growing up as a kid i was definitely more on the the other side and uh, if i think you know when i start something i put so much passion and effort in it that it looks like that it's easy yeah that there's actually you know, a lot like, of oh my god you're it. you're born for dancing if i go to the first class of because i'm open i'm you know i try but then after a while so at the beginning you progress at everything very fast you know if you whatever you start doing the first month you learn so much yeah. and then after one month that's when you need to put hard work like it's not going to be magical anymore. And that's when fixed mindset will quit and growth mindset will say, you know what, I'm going to work harder, harder, harder until I get this. Nice. So that's, I think it really helped me to move past the first month yeah. when passionate is not enough, when you need discipline. So discipline versus passion, you can be passionate about whatever you want, but you need discipline to get the things done. Absolutely. And that's a mindset. Great book. Highly recommend it. Nice, thank you. <clears throat> and uh, and your last book? Yeah, we're already at the end of this episode. It almost makes me sad. Um, my last book, uh, I had to choose between uh, one of many, but uh, it came down to Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, the autobiography. And uh, the thing is about this book, there's a, a lot of different uh, angles that why it changed my life. And one big is that it was my very first audiobook so we had to travel uh, to Oulu which is about a six and a half hours drive and my wife sleeps about seven hours in a six and a half hour drive okay <laughs> so usually I listen to music before and then I, I think I don't know if it was you or someone else that was like well why don't you listen to a book and I was like what you can listen to books and, uh, and that's where I, I found out about Audible. So that was my very first Audible purchase. Actually, it was free. And uh, and I listened to the book. How did you get Did you go to audibletrial.com slash only sex is better? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So with this free book, I, I'm... So there, there was many things. First of all, I before that, I didn't believe you could listen to a book. So I was one of those who said, 
no, no, no. Books are meant to be read. And there's one thing that actually biographies are amazing when you listen to it because they are stories. Mm -hmm. And so stories yeah, are yeah. even better when you actually listen to someone telling you a story. So there was that. And that was the beginning of my listening to stories. So then after that came Open by Agassi. Amazing. Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amazing. Elon Musk, Shoe Dog by Phil So King. did you actually, did you read or listen Open by Agassi? Yes, I, I actually, I did, I did both because I started by listening to it and then I was in Italy and I had time to read because I was on holiday. So I read the, the last half and I listened to the first half. Yeah. I just finished it. Oh my God. It's amazing. Like, uh, yeah. 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 We talk, I've also we talk read about the Steve Jobs. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and so that was the first thing. And the other thing was that I started to read bi biography, which I didn't know I would like. But now I really, really enjoy biography because they teach you a lot. And I think the biggest thing that they teach you that some people might not think about, but it's like no one is born like rich <laughs> or yes, they are. <laughs> I'm saying wrong, but some like people, some people are. I heard Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. But like what I'm, what I'm going to say is that, you know, like successful people are not just born successful. They made themselves successful through a lot of suffering pain and failure absolutely absolutely and uh, and for example uh well i want to come back to it in another episode because it's an amazing book a shoe dog by phil king the the founder of nike so after 20 years they had the company going you would think nike they make billions they had less than 10,000 euro in cash and they had they were every single month so close to bankruptcy the guy wasn't sleeping at night because he was so stressed about it that his company would just fail like you know success is not that easy and uh, and steve jobs that was the first time also that you know i went a bit behind the scene to see how big companies successful companies are created so that was a big thing for me and uh, the other, another thing is that also every crazy genius like him or Elon Musk, they also have pretty big social or relationship problems, like that might be introvert or might have. Yeah. And that was just, again, no, nothing bad or wrong. It was just that it was very interesting because also it made me a lot understand some of the smartest people that I met in my life, why sometimes they go let, we would say a bit crazy, which is not, you know, it's not about being crazy. It's just, yeah, they yeah, go, yeah. you know, in a different direction than maybe the, your average person. And, uh, and now I actually respect that a lot. Uh, but I really like about autobiography, how you basically live together with them. Yes. You know, it really feels like you are with them. Now I just finished the Agassiz, the recent one I was, uh, I finished two days ago and I was in the car with my colleagues and I was reading that I was totally not in the car. Yeah. I was with Agassi like in pain. And, uh, and like and Agassi, it, like Total Recall by Schwarzenegger, they, they feel like fictional book. I mean, you can't believe that Schwarzenegger drove that, that's a some tank. crazy life. Yeah, drove a tank in a wall because he wanted to to go away from army, but he just took a tank and drove it through a wall. Like uh, that's that's it's really cool. So if you need to start with an audiobook, I would suggest you to start with a biography. Probably. And that's yes. That's yes. Uh, that was my third book that sort of changed at least that changed a lot of my habits because now when I walk, whenever I walk, whenever I have a few minutes time, even if I have just five minutes, I turn on Audible and I listen to a book. So that's, it changed a lot the way 
I do when I cook, when I clean, always a book now. So those. Yeah, I normally do podcasts, but like definitely books are. are... Yeah, I have to say that if the book is really good, then uh, I I lay behind on podcasts. For example, now I've listened to two very good ones, and they last both fifteen hours each. So now I haven't listened to a podcast in like a month, but it's okay. Mm. And uh, yeah, so those were our three books. I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, now we finish with <laughs> well, with more books. More books. <laughs> so what what yeah, are you reading well, at the moment? I'll be very short. I just bought yesterday The Green Mile by Stephen King. Yes, yes. So I've read the, that I never remember the title. When was JFK uh, assassinated? The the book you told oh, me to read last 11, year. the book is 11... Uh, 22-63. Something. Yes, that's the one. And so I read that. It was so good. Yes. Oh, my God. I read it in the summer. It was so good. So that's my second Stephen King book. And that was, was probably the best written book ever. So it didn't change my life, as you said. But the story was exactly. so and that's, and that's the point about and... Stephen King is that it doesn't change your life, but he's such a good storyteller. And what people who don't know Stephen King think is like, oh, you mean the horror writer? And I'm like, I don't know, because oh. I've never read any horror by him. I just read his normal stories yeah. and it's like Schwarzenegger you know if you only think of him as a, a the movie character the Terminator is so much more than that exactly and uh, and definitely Stephen King is so much more than the horror uh books exactly that he has written and that's it what about you um I well I just finished before starting Shoe Dog I finished A Life in Parts by Brian Cranston and uh, again, I listened to it. And the thing is that Brian Creston is the actor that portrayed Walter White in Breaking Bad. Oh, now, if you saw Breaking Bad, you like Breaking Bad, oh, you have to listen to this book. And there's no other way. Like, don't read it. Like, his story is a three-star story, three out of five. But the thing that he reads it, like because he reads oh his so it's book. his voice yes. okay great oh my and god and actually now i have i have something for you that i'm gonna try to do every time that i listen a good book because in audible you can also um save few parts that you like so i'm gonna play you one but if you play do we have the right to stream this yeah, on this yeah, podcast I mean, 30 seconds i think it's okay for 30 seconds right let's go for that let's go for that so this uh, just to give you a very 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 short context he was working in the, at the harbor at night, like twice a week. He was working at tw twice a month, I think was it. He was working at the harbor and uh, just there because in two nights he would make the money to pay his rent for the rest of the month so that then he could go to audition because he was broke. So nice. And the problem was the people he was working with, they hated him because he was doing everything so fast to get more money, but they are there every night. So that's what they tell him. We gotta work here every damn day. You motherfuckers come in a few times a month. You work fast, it makes us look bad. That shit can't happen, understand? It's not your fault, but it is your problem. Slow the fuck down. That's it. Message received. I slowed the fuck down. <laughs> Nice. Cool. Oh my God, that's Walter White. <laughs> yeah, and then when he talks about Walter White, oh, he really goes inside the character. It's amazing. So, love. I I will have to read it. Yeah, that was it. 
And by the way, you can obviously get this for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash only sex is better. So get that or get any other book. We can give you advices. We've got them a lot. Get that or flow the f down. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Claudia. And uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> thank you, Simona. It's uh, 3 p.m. and I'm gonna go for a sunny walk in sunny oh, New York. nice. And uh, just remind you, send your feedback on Facebook, Only Sex is Better, or just send it to us in WhatsApp, it's fine. We just like feedback, so. Yeah. Yes, we are, we have a grow mindset, so criticism is good, it will make us better. Feel free to criticize us and uh, feel free to go to Audible. And that's and why, last time they told us that the audio sucked, so now we bought a microphone for Cloud. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Ciao. Have a good day, everybody. Ciao.